Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, the latest college football rankings were released last night, of course. Ohio State stayed at number 10. A lot of people, myself included, expected that the Buckeyes would would move up a spot or maybe two. Um, just what is your reaction, Patrick, to the Buckeyes not moving up and remaining at number 10? There's a few things here, I think. Um, the first is that the committee's watching these games, and they're seeing the same things that everyone on the front row, everyone on Twitter, every everybody who is a Buckeye fan is seeing from Ohio State right now. Um, two weeks ago, they go and get blown out by Purdue, three weeks ago, I guess now, and then they come home after a bye week and still don't look impressive. You can say what you want about the running game coming back, but the packing game didn't look as good because of that, because they called more uh, specifically designed run plays, which which did help, I think, but you're also playing a, a fairly weak Nebraska defense. Um, and then the defense still has problems, giving up 450 yards, 266 passing to a freshman quarterback. So High State just doesn't look like a top-four team right now, and I think the committee reflected that. You look at some of the teams around them, you know, Oklahoma or uh, West Virginia went on the road and uh, beat a Texas team that, you know, is, is ranked in the top 25. Granted, it was only by one point. They needed a two-point conversion to do it, but that looked better than Ohio State. Um, you know, the one question mark, I think, is that LSU has two losses and is still ranked number seven. And, you know, they're three spots ahead of Ohio State. But even in a lost Alabama, you could argue that, you know, a shutout lost Alabama, that, that they did some things that were better than what Ohio State did. And as the committee pointed out, they have the most wins against the current top 25. So, I can understand that a little bit, I guess. Um, I think the biggest thing with Ohio State is that you know, they need to look the part the rest of the way if they want to have any shot of making the playoff. The, just you know, barely beating um, Michigan State. Yes, Michigan State is a ranked team, and I think they'll get credit for that anyway, but I do think they need to, to look better in that game. And then I think you need to go to Maryland in two weeks and, and really put a hurting on that team and, and show dominance. <laughs> Um, like they did towards the end of 2014 when, when all of a sudden this team was able to turn it on and get things going. And obviously you, you have the Michigan game at the end of the season. The committee really seems to like Michigan. They're up in their top four. Rob Mullins was, was talking about them on the conference call last night and you know talked about their number one defense and Shea Patterson looking better in this offense and you know back-to-back dominant wins over a ranked team. So I think that Michigan win will help. But I think these next two weeks you need to look the part of a you know top six top four team if they're going to have any chance and you know, it's interesting I got in a conversation with people on Twitter last night about you know whether or not Buckeye fans want them to have that opportunity to play in the playoff and to me it's you know you can't win if you're not there and in 2014 you know they were in a similar situation as they headed up to East Lansing where you know yes they had a more convincing win I believe it was Illinois that year the week before but I don't think many people thought Ohio State was a playoff-caliber team at that point, and then all of a sudden things start rolling in the right way. So if you are able to make the playoff, I think it's because Ohio State shows that, that things are improving and things are getting better, and I think you want to be there if you if you deserve it. 
Um, now the question is, can they fix things and whatnot? And, and you know, that's what we're waiting to see. Obviously, this defense is, is still a mess, um, and we've seen no signs of improvement there. So I'm skeptical of whether or not they will get to where they need to be, um, even if they win out, you know, if they look impressive enough. But, um, you know, I think the opportunity is still there. It's just going to be difficult, and they have to really pass that eye test that's holding them, you know, down at number 10 right now. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, they need to look the part like they did, you know, when they blew out Wisconsin 59 to nothing. You know, if they, in the 2014 yeah, you won't have that opportunity. Big Ten Championship yeah. game. Yeah, yeah that yeah, game. Exactly. They, you know, that that Wisconsin team was, was not a great team, but a team that I think the committee respected. And I'm not sure you're going to get that in the Big Ten title game, most likely Northwestern, who, you know, while they look decent against Notre Dame over the weekend, is not ranked even – you know, if you get Iowa potentially, who I think is two games back in the Western uh, Division of the Big Ten, you know, that's a team that's ranked lower in the top 25, may even drop out of the top 25. Right, but you'd be you know, coming off a win over – you're right about the Big Ten Championship sure. game, you'd, but instead of yeah. 2014 beating a bad Michigan team, you'd be coming off a win over number five like or number four Michigan or maybe by then number three Michigan. Right. Um, that gets to my next point. Like, they – you're, they have to look the part, but if they win out and, and they you know don't get lucky, they you know they don't like win out by beating Maryland on a last second field goal and things like that, or you know, but because that scenario would include, of course, a win over a top twenty Michigan State team, as we mentioned, a Michigan team that you know the committee loves, as you mentioned, um, it would you know at least whoever wins the West probably by that point will at least be a ranked team, so they would, that would at least be a quality win, and then they would also have the win over Penn State, of course top 20 team so a lot of people have wondered well wait a minute is Ohio State even going to be able to jump let's say Oklahoma wins out or West Virginia wins out or Washington State I think if I think if Ohio State wins out I don't know about Oklahoma but certainly West Virginia or Washington State if they're all sitting there with one loss and Ohio State has that win over Michigan that they can hang over West Virginia and Washington State's head I really think the committee would take one loss 12 and 1 over Ohio State I think they would take 12 and 1 Ohio State over West Virginia or Washington State. I don't know about Oklahoma, but I think the Buckeyes would have a, real, a good chance of making it if they finish 12-1. and one. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think Washington and, and the Pac-12 in general, or Washington State, I guess I should say, um, are out of it. I don't think there's enough there to to get them, you know, to where they want to go. Where I think Ohio State still has, has some options there. Um, I do think the, the uh, Big 12 winner will be interesting because – it looks like, and I'm not sure if this is locked in yet, but it looks like that Oklahoma and West Virginia are going to play back-to-back weekends, um, the final week of the regular season when Ohio State plays Michigan, and then the next week in the Big 12 championship game because the Big 12 decided they needed a championship game so bad that they didn't divide divisions, and the top two teams just play each other, so they're going to get back-to-back games. So, you know, if the Big 12 champion, let's say it's Oklahoma, if they win both of those games, which I think is going to be pretty difficult, um, you know, they have to go to West Virginia in that last game of the regular season. You know, I think those are two quality wins there, assuming West Virginia keeps winning, and, and vice versa if it's West Virginia over Oklahoma um, in both of those games. So that would set up a very interesting conversation heading into that Selection Sunday um, show that they do. Now if one of them wins one game and one of them wins the other, now I think Ohio State's in a much better spot. Um, you know, West Virginia has wins at Texas at Texas Tech, who's currently 25. So they've got two top 25 wins currently. Ohio State only has one, and that's Penn State. Yes, they will have the Michigan win, um, but, you know, assuming that 
the Big 12 team wins both of those games, it'll be two more ranked wins on their their um, resume to end the season. So I think it'd be tricky to jump one of those teams. Now we're also assuming that everyone else wins out that's above, you know, in the top four, top five. Um, we know Georgia or Alabama is going to lose in the SEC title game. Ohio State fans need to hope it's Alabama that wins out because I think no matter what, a one-loss Alabama team is going to get in. And I don't think anyone wants to see two SEC teams back in the uh, fold for the playoff. Um, you know, I heard today that there's a 9% chance for, you know, the top four teams to continue um, undefeated. So, you know, Notre Dame has a couple tricky games on their schedule. Obviously, Michigan has to come to Columbus. So I think, you know, I think the, the, the road is there. It's going to take a little help in my book to get Ohio State into the playoff. But I think if you look dominant, and handle your business, you've done what you can, you know, you, you just have to make it at least difficult on the committee come that final Sunday um, by the way you play, and, you know, then kind of hope other things have, have fallen your way, and, and maybe you don't even need that. I, I think, you know, we've seen the committee have them jump teams before, um, back to 2014, so I think they'll need a little bit of help, but, uh, you know, I think there is a path that, that you can argue at least where Ohio State gets in, um, even if no one else loses. So it's going to be interesting, and I think, you know, hopefully we have uh, some some fun weeks ahead of us and uh, the Buckeyes do what they're supposed to do. It's going to be a tough game. I, I keep I keep focusing on the Michigan game. I think that's going to be a bloodbath, and right now Michigan's favored. But this week's going to be tough. I mean, Michigan State is going to be – I mean, I'm not breaking news here. It's a, it's a tough game. Other than last year, it's a tough game every time these teams – face off, you know, since Urban's been at Ohio State especially. And Michigan State's got a great defense, particularly a great run defense. You know they're going to have great schemes. You know they're going to be taking chances, you know, pulling out all the stops offensively and special teams. And so this is a concern of mine. Just, you know, what uh, I guess what concerns you the most about, you know, from Ohio State's perspective about this Michigan State game and just your thoughts in general about this uh, game in East Lansing on Saturday? I think – you mentioned Michigan State's defense and, and what they can do, you know, only allowing a little over 71 yards per game on the ground. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how Ohio State approaches it because they obviously made the run game, establishing that a focus last week. But I think you're going to need to be able to pass against this, this Spartan defense. Um, that You know, the pass defense is, is not quite as good. These cornerbacks are not as good as they have been in the past. And, uh, you know, the question will be, there's talks of snow on Saturday up there and whatnot and the weather. We haven't seen that from Dwayne Haskins, really, how he handles that. I imagine he'll be fine, um, but I would expect more RPOs, more things like that uh, to come back in Ohio State's offensive game plan. You know, I'm still concerned it may not be enough, frankly. I think that you know, this, is, this is a team that, while you know, doesn't have the offense to really hang with a team like Ohio State, we think, um, they certainly didn't against Michigan. This defense could, on its day, you know, do enough. Um, you know, if Ohio State turns the ball over again like they did last week, if, you know, that, that run game isn't going at all and they have to throw it 73 times again like they did at Purdue, I think both of those things are concerning from an Ohio State perspective um, if Michigan State's able to, to force them into to that type of game. Um, I think that Ohio State's a more talented team. I think that they're, you know, probably the better team and I I would pick them to win but you know given what we've seen the lack of adjustments defensively from the coaching staff um things like that you know I'm just not confident about this team in this game 
heck, I'm not even super confident about them going to Maryland next week. Uh, and, you know, that's a game that they should win easily. So it's, it's, it's just been a, such a strange last few weeks as they've struggled after that Penn State win. And, you know, it, a lot of things are, are concerning just in general, and I still just haven't seen enough to say that they're, they're moving in the right direction when they're fixing them. Uh, let's turn the page and finish the show with some basketball. If you don't care about Ohio State basketball, you can just stop listening to the show right now. Um, but Ohio State tips off its basketball season tonight. And what a cool way to start the season. Buckeyes will travel to Cincinnati yeah. to face the Bearcats in the renovated Fifth Third Arena. First time Ohio State's playing UC in basketball in the city of Cincinnati since like the 1930s or 1920s. So this is really, really cool. The game will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern and will be televised by ESPN2. UC is favored by five and a half points over Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes. Patrick, you will be there covering the action tonight with our Steve Hellwagon. Um, what do you expect to see from OSU tonight and kind of just during the rest of the season in general? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think that that's kind of I think that's kind of the uh, big mystery with Ohio State in general right now. You lose to the big Sean Tate, Cam Williams, even Andrew Dockich, who became a player for them last year. Uh, and you're you're kind of left with a team that has a lot of questions. You know uh, C.J. Jackson is, is a veteran point guard who had some very good moments last year, you know, specifically the, the game winner against Indiana and, and, you know, played solid, but there were always concerns about point guard. Um, they bring in um, Wake Forest transfer Keyshawn Woods. We're not really sure what his role is going to be, and, and he was asked about that yesterday. He's not really sure what his role is going to be. Um, I think they're hoping that Caleb Wesson becomes kind of the the star player that he was recruited as. Um, was good last year, but just inconsistent. This will be his sophomore season. Andre Wesson, his older brother, who's a junior, really needs to step it up. He's got to be a bit of a more of a facilitator and scorer for this team. Um, I, but it's just a lot of a lot of question marks. A lot of young guys. You know, this freshman class was good, but not great. How do they fit in? Who plays? What not? Um, you know, I asked Chris Holtman yesterday, what is he hoping to, to learn about this team um, through these opening games? Because it's a tough opening stretch beginning with this Cincinnati game. And, you know, he said he's not sure. He, he just needs to learn about his team, um, which I think is an honest and accurate, you know, answer right now. Um, Cincinnati's a good team. They're projected to make the NCAA tournament for, I believe, it's the ninth straight year. Um, I think they're probably going to to beat up on the Buckeyes tonight. I think Ohio State's defense needs to be its calling card early in the year as they sort through the offense, and that was kind of the case last year too, and, and probably will be with most Chris Holtman teams. I know that's what they focus on when they open up training camp. Um, and then obviously the biggest thing, well, the, the most recent thing I guess I should say is the transfer of Micah Potter earlier this week, um, just two days before the start of the season. He elects to transfer. Uh, not that Micah had a great season last year, but he provides certainly needed um, depth at the big men positions. Now they're going to have to probably either use Kyle Young a little bit more at center, who we didn't see a ton of last year, or freshman Jaden Ledee, uh, who you know, doesn't sound like he's quite ready to, to be counted on for that many minutes just yet. Um, a w- guy who's, who works hard, you know, goes after the ball, but... Uh, that's certainly a hold that they did not expect to have with with Potter, you know, taking off um, in, a, in a kind of interesting decision on his part. But, you know, as Chris Holtman said yesterday, transfers are part of the game and, and you have to deal with them. So it'll be interesting to see. I think, uh, you know, I think this team will, will be able to get things going as the season progresses. 
um, once they figure out who fits in where and, and where scoring is going to come from and things like that. Um, this could be a team that takes a lot more three-pointers. I know Caleb Wesson worked on his outside game a lot this offseason, as well as some of the other guys. So um, we could see a team that, that kind of lives and dies with the threes a little bit. But you can also go inside with Caleb. So uh, it'll be interesting. Not a ton of depth again. Chris Holtman's still kind of building this team. But, you know, as we talked about this about this time last year, we didn't expect that team to finish second in the Big Ten and, you know, make the NCAA tournament. And Chris Holtman was able to navigate those waters and, and get them there. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm going to reserve judgment on, on where this team will finish and whatnot until we have a better idea. But I'm excited to, to get out there, get to see it. We had some great college basketball games on last night. And, uh, you know, this is always a difficult time of year because college football is still very clearly the focus. But it is fun to have college basketball back and, and starting to get rolling. Great time of year to be a sports fan, that's for sure. Uh, great yeah. stuff from Patrick Murphy, as usual. Thank you very much, Patrick. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best band in the land. Yeah.